Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Uh, you hear that, Lavar? What's on. that, Lavar? Yes, base thunder. Yeah, base thunder. Yes, <laughs> very, very base good. thunder. Yeah, it's base thunder. Uh, yes. that is the uh, the ba- base thunder from down under. That's Brady Quinn yes. spot in Vegas. Uh, base from my thunder. Understanding base thunder. Isn't that oh, right, wow. BQ? Okay. I just uh, I don't know yeah. about my Las Vegas, uh, but you know, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your tuesday morning we appreciate you doing so we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m eastern time six o'clock pacific uh, we've been talking a lot about the monday night football game the conclusion to wild card weekend uh, we're also going to uh, our super wild card weekend that is we're also going to have a discussion as to whether or not uh super wild card weekend was all that it was uh, cracked up to be uh, and a lot of people <laughs> had conversations uh about uh, how great this was going to be and it did not play out that way but but um, one of the, uh, I think, maybe the biggest storyline and takeaway from uh, Super Wildcard Weekend is uh, whatever the hell that was that the Dallas Cowboys rolled out there uh, in the Jerry Dome on Sunday. Just phenomenal television <laughs> through and through. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, fallout from that. What's the future going to be like? Uh, we heard uh, Stephen Jones saying that Mike McCarthy, uh, he doesn't anticipate there being any sort of an issue with Mike McCarthy moving forward as far as in, 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 in his employment uh mike mccarthy talked after uh, after <laughs> I'm the confident game. yeah he'll and, be back and look i mean th- 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 <laughs> this this was mike mccarthy uh, right after the game and apparently he was uh, ahead of everybody else uh, here was the uh, very confident dallas head coach after that meltdown on sunday mike there were a couple of questions asked to jerry jones both directly about your future as well as about overall coaching preparedness in this football game each of those questions he basically said i don't even want to go there do you have any concerns about your future I don't have any concerns. I'm proud to be standing here today. Proud of my football team. There it is. I mean, look at and he knew what he was talking about. I mean, uh, Stephen Jones comes out. He confirms that. Says there's nothing to worry about confident. here. I mean, Brady, it feels he like we're all good. say there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Here's I, I, a conspiracy theory for you. If you could, could we strike okay, up we the conspiracy Uh-oh. theory? Yes. The here Robert we go. I, yes. I got to turn yeah. the lights out in the studio. Here we for this. go. Hold on. Yes. So this is where I think it all began. Do you remember the sleepover? That Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones had back oh, when he was wow. being interviewed. He came down. He stayed in Jerry's world. Kind of reminds me. He looks me of like a, a Jones. McCarthy looks like a Jones, by the way. <laughs> like he could be one of the sons. <laughs> but go well, ahead. I mean, I go guess ahead. maybe if uh, well, he's, he seems a little, a little bit thicker in the face. Th- he's but. a little thicker in the face, but you know. I mean, it, that <laughs> could have been there's due there's to a diet of there. cheese curds during his time yeah. in Wisconsin. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, cheese curds are good. Uh, by the way, they there's n- there's that. nothing really worse. Good. There's nothing worse when it gets cold than cheese curds. Those are awful when they get cold. No, that, that's when actually a great smoke. call. Yeah. It, it really isn't good. But yeah. I, I digress. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the Come sleepover on. during yes. that interview? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think something happened. I think oh, something happened. Mike McCarthy found out some sort of intel. 
And now he can stand I up there him. at that podium and say, yep, I'm not going anywhere. Because he knows, he knows what could come out. He knows what could shake loose if, huh. if he decides to, to let me go. So, so I don't it's, know. Worse, I, I, it's worse than Jim Irsay in his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat. <laughs> right. Leaning, leaning up against a pole in his room singing. Well, first off, that's, that's just a, with, with a, a three-and-a-half-man band. That's just three-and-a-half-man yeah. band. That's how that works. Okay. Now, do you think okay. – I'm, right. I'm just throwing something out there. I'm not trying to uh, accuse anybody of anything, but do you think that Mike McCarthy maybe got confirmation that Jerry Jones has indeed had plastic surgery done? Is that is that where we're going with this? I mean, he might have walked I mean, in I'm, on it by accident. Okay. The, the whole process of one yeah, being done. It's like oh. vanilla But I'm sky. also not, not going that direction. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, we're, we're not dismissing anything here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, uh, I mean, I think it's all on the table. <laughs> it's like vanilla I mean, sky. Literally. Dude, it's all on the table. Face. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's an obvious. There there has to be something more here. If you're if we're gonna put the, the the music on like this, there has to be more to the conspiracy theory than just plastic. Surgery. Can I admit Dad. this? And now yes, we're kind of done with the conspiracy theory. Come on, let's do it. I uh, I'm still in shock <laughs> that that was the decision in play call. Like I, I know we're a couple <laughs> tell us, days tell removed. Tell us, tell us about it. Tell us, tell us well, about it. Okay. Because they're still in denial about it. You do know that, right? Dak Prescott mainly. They're oh, yeah. still in denial that okay, the referee so here, jacked this up. Right. And, and, here's, and this is why I think it's the dumbest argument or excuse to make, whether it's Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore or Dak Prescott. So in 2013, I was with the Seahawks. We did one of those like deep dive off-season studies into end-of-game situations, in particular, what to do with however many seconds on the clock and no timeouts or however many seconds on the clock and one timeout. And we came to the conclusion that if you have any less, any less than 16 seconds on the clock and no timeouts, you should not be making it a decision to run a play inbounds and expect to be able to clock it, all right? Why might you ask that? There's a litany of reasons, okay? Besides the fact that you've got to have a sense of urgency from all 11 players on the field on offense to get lined up, okay? There's a wild card in this instance, all right? And that could be one of many things. But in particular, the officials, where you can't bank on the officials being able to move with the same urgency that you're going to move with he was so far away Brady he was but the reality is even in that instance he wasn't out of position because unless Dak walked back to him and said I am going to declare myself down after I run for 10 yards and then I'm going to get up and spike it so unless he let the official know before the play which obviously he didn't they're they're not in the know to be able to then rush up and know exactly what you're trying to do and by the way you can do that Literally, before a play, if let's just say you had, a, you had a timeout left and there's seven seconds on the clock, which is the other, hey, if there's seven seconds and you've got a timeout, you can run one play successfully and get down and call a timeout. And exactly what you'd say to the official is, hey, Mr. Official, I'm going to throw this pass. When he catches it and gets down, we're calling a timeout immediately. He's declaring himself down. I'm telling you that right now. You can do that. And so the, the reality to the situation is they should have never ran a play with 16 seconds left and no timeouts that was going to be in the field of play with yeah. the clock running. <laughs> you, you had two options. You throw it to the end zone and take a couple shots, 
or you throw it to the sidelines or you design a play that gets the ball carrier like a screen, for example, that's going to be able to go up against that, that fence defense, as they call it, where they guard the sideline to get out of bounds. And, and the fact that Mike McCarthy, for all the experience he has calling plays, being a head coach, Kellen Moore, for the wonder boy that he is as a play caller and potential head coaching candidate, and Dak Prescott for his experience. The fact that none of them had a second thought that this might not be a good idea because even though it's a low percentage chance we win the game anyway, we're still taking the chance away completely if we do this. It it blew my mind they still decided to do that even two days after the fact. You know what blows my mind is that there's almost like this – this idea, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, they totally, they totally messed us up on winning the game. Like, no, they didn't. Yeah. You ran out of time. <laughs> Who in, in their right mind thinks that they were going to get in the end zone? Like, is there a chance? Yes. What are the, what's the likelihood of that? I don't know. I really don't know what that likelihood is, fellas. It's almost like, oh, like if they run the play, if the, if that if that clocked ball had worked, they're getting into the end zone. It's like it, you didn't get to the one yard line and try to clock the ball. <laughs> you didn't get to the half inch line, the zero mark on the field, and clock the ball. That was still what 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 was that like a a thirty yard a thirty yard play or something to that effect? It, it would have been roughly you'd have twenty five plus yards. I believe he was short of the, even the twenty five. I mean, somewhere there. And, and 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 listen, it's doable, right? It's doable, but to sit there and say like there's this foregone conclusion that one led to the other like well, all right we get it you get one more chance i I'll get just it say this too like i've been more critical than probably most on the officiating throughout the season and even the playoffs um and you can go check my twitter timeline yeah, about that borderline but cruel i would say th- th- this is one but I, I always make sure to include the nfl officiating account on it <laughs> the uh the truth is this isn't even an instance where like i, I'm, I can be critical about anything because they they officiate it in the proper manner. And, and it's, it really is on the onus of the Dallas Cowboys. If you have to blame the officials for the way that game went, then you were desperate. You were desperate for finding yeah. reasons as to why you didn't succeed as a team this season with all that talent, all that ability, and losing in your home stadium to, yeah, granted, a San Francisco 49ers team who got hot at the end of the season – but a game in which you were favored to win, you should have won, and you had a crappy performance, you got out-coached, you got out-executed and out-played, that's the bottom line. And they've got to stare themselves in the mirror and realize that at some point. Yeah, they can sit there and have misdirected anger all they want towards the officials and we got jobbed and, and, and all the blame whoever you want. Fact of the matter is you trailed and got beat wire to wire at home in a playoff game to a quarterback with one hand and a sprained shoulder. Like that, the 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 official. That's not the official's fault. That was a bad performance. They looked like crap, and we were texting at the time. We said, "That's it." Like even when it went down ten nothing, thirteen nothing, we were on a text chain going. This feels like that's a wrap. Like you're starting to get the vibe that you can tell where a Dallas Cowboy game is going to go really early on, and it felt like right from the jump they were not ready to go in that game, and San Francisco ate them alive. Can Sorry. I give a? Can I give an MVP award? to Dustin Perry. Do we know who Dustin Perry is? Uh, who's that? Dustin Perry is the 49ers 
strength and conditioning coach. Now, it was, it was stated going into the game that, that the 49ers play bully ball. That, that was what it was called. And my baby jumped out there and said that bullies get bullied where I'm from. I, I loved it. I, I, I really, really subscribed to it. But what I realized, and this is what really makes this 49ers team a dangerous team. My, 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 one of my parents brought this up to me. He's, he's uh, EJ Seniors, Levenberry Senior. Shots out to my man. Uh, do you realize how physically, like, hard and, and strong the 49ers looked out there? Did you see how they physically, like, just imposed their will on – on Dallas from the opening snap. So when I looked at it, when you start when you start paying attention to it, what really, really on top of this, like it's like, okay, you got strategic approach. Cal Shanahan is, is brilliant in how he calls offenses. Nobody will dispute that. But sometimes there's just raw force that's involved with what's taking place. And you have to be physically able to execute raw force. And that's what they did. They went into Dallas and they physically wore them out early. They didn't just wear them down. They wore them out. And that was that was apparent. And and so to me, sometimes we get so far into schematics and, you know, game plans and different things. And sometimes it's just really just an old fashioned ass whipping that takes place. And and sometimes it's just really based on the want and the understanding of where that came from. So shots out to the strength and conditioning coach for the 49ers. Yeah, they got uh, they got chewed up. That was uh, not not a good look uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. But now we get to wait. It's going be a fun off season uh, for that uh, organization. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe brought to you by discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. All right. So coming up next, uh, there is a, uh, a team in the NFL who people are feeling pretty good about. And they probably shouldn't based on what went down and what the future looks like. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, rock, man. Yeah, big time. See Brady throwing this on the jukebox at uh, Linebacker Lounge in South Bend, ripping out like, uh, you know, curls. 85 pounds, three sets of 12. I, I told you the linebacker lounge was not a place for players. <laughs> no, just it was funny. made very clear to us <laughs> there needed to be one bar for our coaches, and that was the bar for our coaches. So you couldn't go to the <laughs> linebacker lounge if you're a player or until after you graduated. I mean, you know. There, there's By the a, way, yeah. that's one of those places that I'm pretty sure they still allowed smoking inside. Oh, yeah. If you drop something <laughs> on the floor there, just leave it. I don't care if it's your wedding ring. I don't care if it's your wallet or your smartphone. You leave it. You do not want to pick up whatever came off the floor there. But you'll have a great time. You will. There was a place uh, in uh, where I grew up uh, in Thousand Oaks out here. It was called Pip's Place. And you walk in there, and on the bar top, it said, no smoking allowed. 
but they let everybody sitting at the bar have heaters in their mouth at all times. Like literally, <laughs> they, that was almost like their joke. Like, ah, who's going to come in here to stop us and, and fine us for uh, for breaking the rules? So, yeah, there's a good. But you know, listen, back in the day, man, you know, people could uh, people could smoke in public. Now you smoke in public, people give you dirty looks. You know, it's just a little bit bizarre. The bar I go to says you can't sell drugs here. Yeah, that's, oh. a, that's, a, that's a, <laughs> that is. A, was, that, was that on the air? <laughs> yeah, that was on wow. the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Roberto, uh, are people abiding by the laws? Uh, no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> Probably not. Don't say they are. They're not. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> if you had to post that and say don't do that, yeah. that means it's, it's happening. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. some cause that's for concern just a dis- there. That's just a disclaimer. I mean, that's uh, just saying we're not taking I, any I responsibility. Saying, I feel like we live in a world now where, like, if you don't post it, then you're basically saying, well, is it okay to sell drugs there? Correct. Like it's, there you go. We, to your, like, it kind of is now. You almost have to post what you shouldn't do everywhere just so you can say, well, we have a sign. Like, someone comes in to sue you. Yeah, but we have a sign. It says not to do that. Clearly, we told our patrons not to. It's like right. – that's, that's the, the world we live in. Yeah. You go to the gym, it says that, right? But It's because we got too many damn lawyers out there, like just looking yeah. to sue everyone all the yeah. time. I hear you, man. Yeah. Everybody's looking for a quick come up these days, man. Yeah. That's you right. Know? They're all trying to come up. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh Berto, you are a funny dude, man. Like that's the first thing that jumped into your mind just <laughs> now. Huh? I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. A, was, I saw that side. I was like, what the hell? It's pretty funny. By man. the way, uh, Sun Sun Valley in Spanish, uh, Vallejo de Sol. Right? No, oh, Sol Valley. Yeah, can, whatever. Can Every family has one. Yes, family has one. There was a tweet set at one point <laughs> yes. this weekend. Yes, by Roberto. What do you say? I'm faded. I'm, I'm, I'm faded. I'm faded. Yeah. <laughs> it was obviously when it was pretty apparent the Raiders were not going to win and advance I, in the playoffs, but it was just simple. I'm faded. Yeah, B- Berto, uh, how how mangled were you at that point? Because you, you, by the way, I give him credit. He wasn't going the old, uh, listen, I'm just going to drink some uh, four or 5% lagers. You were going to heavy lifting in the 6.3% six six lagers, man. baby. Yeah. Getting Shout out to it. the brew yard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good brewski. Good. Yeah, Bruski. Yeah, hey, man, uh, you're a real fan. There's, yeah. there's some fans out there who apparently were, uh, well, they were throwing stuff at the officials. Yeah. That's not right, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, not it's okay not right. to do. Not okay to do. Not that well, um, so, I, I, the somebody, Raiders fans would do that, you know. But, somebody uh, was throwing things at uh, the Buffalo uh you know, Enzo. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Patriots. Look, I, I thought for sure I locked my top drawer. I didn't know why anybody was getting Ew. my stuff. Man. I'm just oh. glad NBC got some really good shots of it. And Kendrick Bourne was made aware of it. Like, could you imagine scoring a touchdown? And then your next thought is, oh, that's a buildo in the field. Uh. I, I'm surprised. No, never mind. I don't want to go there. No, but it was, in all seriousness, how many players can say that they've actually had they that had thought. a close encounter? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, look at it. It's right there on the field. Imagine being the person that had to come remove it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, imagine, yeah. imagine the person that had to run out there like when they go recover the uh, the kicking tee after you and, take and the those, ball off. By the way, <laughs> mechanical claws. Yeah, and, and in, the, in those temperatures, I mean, it's basically uh, you know like uh, an icicle at that point. You know, I mean, how do you know so much about yeah. buildos, bro? 
I mean, just, uh, I mean, I, mean I, I, I didn't actually hear that because uh, Roberto jumped in my ear with something that was inappropriate. Oh, oh okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, All right. Uh, you All are right. A, you are a dirtbag and a half, my friend. Oh, oh wow. All right. Wait, wait to deflect, Jonas. No, wait, I'm not. Way to deflect. Listen, uh, Roberto, you gonna put it on Berto? Hey, huh? Tell Lamar what you just said. Yeah. And Oh yeah, okay. That's why right. I was distracted. Okay. There's right. yeah, there's a lot of visuals came you up. You know, there. they said the local good humor man used to drive around and then when you heard that music come on you could you know there were all kinds of popsicles yeah. that were available, man. Yeah. yeah. Then, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Keep, uh, keep the cream off, pops. Keep you know? that off the ice cream trucks. Uh, I is, mean, uh, I'm just saying. You said when it's cold, they're frozen. It is. Uh, <laughs> two pros and a cup of joe here at Fox Sports Radio. All right. Coming up 15 minutes from now, we've got a very, very important review to go over. Uh, we're going to give a uh, little bit of a report card on a, uh, yes. a situation in the NFL. Look, and it's got Super Bowl implications. So we yes. will give that uh, to you here 15 minutes from now. Hey, how was your show on this Fox weekend, Sports man? Radio. I mean, listen, uh, Dynamite was as it usual. Good? Yeah. I it mean, was Dynamite? You know, five star. Five out of four yeah. stars. Yeah. Just hey, how'd that live bet work out for you last night? Uh, how'd it go? Yeah. Not well. Yeah, mixed reviews. Uh, yeah, Mixed but, reviews? Uh, but here's what I love about Jonas. When a game starts, he'll text me, especially when things don't go, aren't going well. And by the way, what, what was your instinct to be like, oh, Cardinals plus 13 and a half is a lock here? Like, at no point did I it feel it like they had lock. any... Well, I was just t- letting you know what the live line was. Oh, were you? Now, yeah. now you, whether, whether or not I happen to bet on it, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, but. I brought uh, up the Eagles as an underdog, uh, a spoiler. Yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, I mean, no, yeah. here's, here's the. Oh, only no, thing it's that, fine. I, yeah. I could totally defecate on my. Oh, no, wait, wait. I mean, is that <laughs> self deprecation? Yeah, yeah. Not, not the on only myself. Thing you deprecating. did wrong was you yeah. called the outright up. <laughs> I deprecate. <laughs> Dump that. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Philly, uh, Philly right. to win outright was not a. Uh, maybe <laughs> that not was the, a horrible. Uh, it was a horrible decision to say that on on live radio, national radio, and I I want to apologize first to to you and Brady. And, and then I want to apologize to our listening audience out there. Um, I was I was horribly wrong. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's uh, yes. you know, but again, I mean, uh, I, I felt a sense of relief because uh, you De- know, I, I yeah, I did not. Yeah, uh, you know, I felt like Thank Tampa you. with the uh, the point spread. I I like that, but nonetheless, well, I liked the, it once it got down to seven. Then I was like, okay, it, I'm on the side of Tampa here. The Bucks are going to be hosting the Rams, who obviously took care of Arizona. That last is night. going to be um, a fun game to watch. Really fun, and and then we've got the uh, not so fun part of the conversation, which is uh, what do the uh, Philadelphia Eagles do now moving forward based on that performance? I mean, how about season? throw the ball to your high yeah, draft pick? That would help. How about how about target your your best player instead of targeting a tight end? Which, by the way, if you're going to use tight ends, why the hell did you get rid of your best tight end? Well, like, you know, he's got a Don. I don't Joy, get it. He's got a Don Joy knee brace on his arm, so maybe uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts was a little bit concerned about the elbow there of Devontae. Gosh, Don Joy. Really oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, they've really cornered the Don market. Joys. Knee and elbow braces. Don I'm telling you, they have they have transitioned to Don. elbows. I do too. Because he's a joy. He's a joy to be around. Oh, um, it's Don and Joy. I don't know. I've really looked into that. I felt I like that was, was the, the person's people. last name, but 
But Don and Joy would make sense that it's two different people. Is Philadelphia, and, and look, the bright side is, and we were mentioning this a little bit yesterday, <laughs> that Philadelphia's got the first-round draft picks uh, nice. that they can feel good about, that they can try and improve the roster. But Philadelphia now all of a sudden goes into the offseason, and, and Troy Aikman made the point during the game when he said, Look, they got they're going to have a lot of stuff to look at here. It's almost it's almost like they didn't make the playoffs. You know, like I come away well, from that game and I go, "Well, I mean, they Oh, did. no, they made the playoffs. <laughs> let me let me they put it this it. way. First impressions are everything, right? Especially in professional sports, we tend to create narratives around first impressions and usually draw opinions based on that that we stick to come hell or high water. And in this case, now Philly is viewed as a playoff team. That's what Nick Sirianni did in his first year. That's what Jalen Hurts was able to do. And the problem with that is, is I think they were almost like a year too soon. Like things just kind of went their way and worked out where they became a playoff team. And now it, it expedites that, okay, well, let's build this thing into winning another Super Bowl. They could easily take a step back next year. They could easily become an, an, you know, a losing team or an average football team that doesn't make the playoffs, and you're looking at them a lot different. And you know that Philadelphia media market and what they'll be saying if that's the case. So I, I, and, and, and now let's like move it a step forward. forward. They've got three first-round picks. If all of that happens and they still can't make it, to take that next step next year in the playoffs, there's even more mounting pressure as far as is Nick Sirianni the guy. He wasn't, you know, heralded quite as much. So that's my concern for them. Like, I think Nick Sirianni did a hell of a job, a hell of a job. Jalen Hurts continually gets better the more he plays. He looked bad in that game, but I don't think that was necessarily all on him. Now, there definitely were some instances of times when he was missing some open guys. But he'll grow from that. He'll get better from that, I think. I just wonder this. After watching that game, after seeing him now for a couple years, I wonder if they're sold on him. Because you know how Howie Roseman likes to play this thing. He's stacked that quarterback room before with Wentz and with Foles. And they got three first-round picks. And so if one of those first-round quarterbacks, whoever you want to throw into the conversation, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, if if people view him as that, if one of those guys falls into one of those first-round picks, what do you do? I mean, does Howie Roseman take the chance to take him and look into stacked that room and saying, you know, I don't know if Hurts is the guy or not, but I know I've got another guy in the waiting who potentially can be. And, oh, by the way, I've drafted two other players that are going to be immediate impact players to help our roster. That, that scenario could play itself out. So I, I think it's one of the craziest off-seasons to follow is going to be the Eagles, what they do with their roster, and what they build and can build into for 2022. I think you try to parlay it into as many picks as you can and get as many good players as you can. I don't. I, I think that it's an interesting proposition that you you try to figure out if there's another quarterback outside of Jalen Hurts. But I also think that you you measure and you weigh it out, saying that there are some needs that they have, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And you can never have too many, you know, offensive linemen, but you can never have too many playmakers as well. You know, I think there are some some really talented players at skilled positions. 
coming out this year. And I think that it would be best served to to actually use that many picks to get guys that you could, and 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 I guess in theory, you can move around in the draft and leverage those those high draft picks and get more. And, and you know who does a great job of that? The New England Patriots. So to me, I I hope they don't mess it up. You know, I hope they don't mess that up. I mean, because to me, you can get you could get maybe a, a playmaking uh, a big time linebacker. You could get you could get a defensive end. You could you could get a tackle. You could get a guard. Like, there, hold there's, on, man. I I got I got to give you guys some like crazy. Let's bring this thing full circle because we're talking about the Eagles here, right? Yeah. Yes. And we were yes. joking about Don Joy. Yeah. All yes. right. Here's here's my research has led me. So Don Joy, the brace that we've all grown to love and are so familiar with based on seeing it on elbows and knees and sports, all right? It's owned by DJO Global, which was founded by Mark Nordquist. Now, why is that important? Mark Nordquist started DJO back in 1978, otherwise known as Don Joy, in his garage. You know who he played for in the NFL? Who's that? He was an offensive line captain for the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Yes. Oh, yes. How about God. that for coming full circle? That's what I'm talking How about How crazy here. is that? Yeah. That's what I'm the, I, about so him the coincidence. And a, yeah. Him and an attorney, Ken Reed, they could together name the company after their wives, Donna and Joy, to create Don Joy. Huh. Look at that, man. I mean, such cornballs, but, man, it, I mean, they're doing well in life, I'll tell you that. Well, and, I think, for the and I think that uh, that would, you know, came out of Carlsbad, California, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. Good oh, research. Oh, wow. Yeah, Carlsbad. That's where it, where it came from. I like Carlsbad, yeah. man. Isn't, there wine, isn't that wine country? Uh, no, yeah, I no. don't know about that. That's an apple. Uh, I just feel like you I, I mean, a lot I know of land that. out there. Yeah. I've trained out there before. I just, isn't that nice out area. where? Isn't that like past Palm Springs or near Palm Springs? Who knows? No, it's like just north of San Diego. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somewhere. Okay. I mean, who knows? And, I mean, and furthermore, uh, who cares? I mean, listen. <laughs> I, this I is, mean, I, I hear Carlsbad a lot. Is that how you it's, say it? It's Carl's over by, uh, it's over like uh, towards, uh, towards San Bat. Diego. It's like not far from San Diego. A little past. It's, uh, it's, little it's past an ad at the end. It's kind of like Baghdad, yeah. but Carl's Bag. Yeah. yeah. Carl's, Carl's Bag. Yeah. I wonder if Bad. it's named after, spell it, B-A-D? Like, like, it's like Carl's, like yeah. Carl's Jr. Right. Bad. Right. Like, you remember, like, think about like it like Carl this. is bad. Yeah, like LeVar. Like Carl's Jr. is bad. LeVar, think, take out the right. LeVar okay. think about okay. it like this. Remember when Carl Lewis tried to sing the national anthem and it was bad? Yeah, Carl's bad. Yeah. I yeah, got Carl's you. Bad. He's bad at the national anthem. I know no apostrophe, that, though. Yeah. You no spoke. apostrophe. Yeah. Carl is bad, though. Yeah, he so was Carl bad. bad. He was very Carl bad. bad. That. Very bad. Got you. Yeah. I got it now. He was horrible. They should be called Carl Horrible, though. I might give me a Don. I like Don Joy. I'm going to go get me a Don Joy after this this show. I mean, they're so good. I like the coconut and I like like the the almond in there. And yeah, this is just really good. I, I really uh, I like the fact that there's two of them and and one. Yeah. Uh, and if you go supersize, there's four actually. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, that's the candy bar. Uh, yeah, that's the almond joy. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, it's almond joy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you helped me out there, just, Berto. I was just, you know, thank just, you. That's can you see me in a pickup basketball game though, wearing two Don Joys on my I, knees? I have to wear two Don Joys. Just deathly afraid that I'm going to tear an ACL. Yeah, that's what's got to. Have happen. you guys ever worn a, a, a almond joy? No. <laughs> because let me tell you something. 
it's hard to be mobile in an Almond Joy. That is a, that think, is a good point. Some things Very will restrict point. your movement. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? All right, it is uh, two know. pros and a cup know. of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LaVar <laughs> Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up Let's next, uh, a very, very important review. I'll call this like a, a book report almost on a something that has major Super Bowl implications. We'll get into all that for you next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, uh, we are going to take a look ahead. Uh, there's going to be an interesting matchup in the NFL this upcoming weekend. Uh, somebody could be in trouble. We could have some problems here for a favorite thus far. Uh, we will get into that here uh, top of next hour on FSR. I want to let you know before we get to this uh, very important review. Uh, very important. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. So uh, our guy, uh, Lee DeLapp, uh, who um, our executive producer. Leroy! We were calling him Ski DeLapp yesterday. because (laughs) Leroy DeLapp. He went uh, skiing and he suffered an injury, so we were calling him Ski DeLapp yesterday. Oh, man, what happened? Well, I just, you know. On a snowboard, right? Burned his ass, yeah. Basically, that's what what happened, right, Lee? You you, uh, scraped your ass? well I, well, I usually snowboard, and I took the skis down the uh, Black Diamond. Oh. When I, uh, yeah, skis down the Black Diamond, and then yeah, it yeah. went off the rails it, after that. It, yeah, uh, a little cheese not, grater on yeah, the rump there. Yes. Not, yeah. not a first for him. Uh, so we, uh, we've got the... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so we've got cheese grater on the rump on a Black Diamond. So we go, got go a... Uh, so, you know, we had a little bit of an issue, but uh, it did not stop Lee, uh, who decided to partake in some playoff football at SoFi last night. You were on hand for the uh, Cardinals and Rams, the destruction of the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, so, Lee, first off, right off the bat, uh, menu. You sent over a picture of what appeared to be a hot dog. I'm thinking it was a hot dog. You it said looked, it was fried. Yeah, it looked very bizarre. What, like a, what more like can you slim, tell us here, Lee? Look, yeah, it looked like a, a giant Slim Jim. It was uh, not it appealing look like yeah. a slim whatsoever. The, the bun looked stale, but it, actually the bun was okay. Uh, but okay. no, the food was not good. The, nothing smelled good. Nothing tasted good. You know, there was no, there was no smell in the audience really of like that garlic fries. Spent all the money on the stadium, Lee. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> like, like I'm not a slim Jim. I mean, I'm sorry you was... get peanuts and popcorn and stale hot dogs, but I mean, it's how, a great stadium. Was... It is a great stadium. The how stadium much was, was the awesome. fried hot dog and and the and the, and the bun. The, the, stale the bun. fried oh. hot dog was eight dollars. I know what this. Wow. Eight I know what this is about. Good wow. God! If you, here, here, here's you the strategy. Packs. Here's the strategy. If you if you live in Southern California, all right. Yep. If you have that sort of gross food, 
right? I mean, it's so unappetizing that people won't want to take off their masks to eat it. They just want to keep oh, their masks that's on. That's a good point. Very that's good what point. this is about. Oh. Yep. That's, I think Gavin Newsom's behind That's a good point. Wow. No, that, that's a very Whoa. good point. Yeah, Gavin, that, that, that is naughty a, boy, a, you. a very good point. Now, Lee, uh, what else? Uh, now, how much is a beer there? What are we talking about beer prices in SoFi? So most of them went for about sixteen fifty. Jesus. What? You, yes, sixteen fifty for pretty much anything. I found one guy who was selling Bud Lights for 11 Sixteen fifty for a beer? Yes. I mean, but is a it, oh my gosh, I, is a beer worth that? Like, is it worth wanting to drink that badly? Where if you're a you, Cardinals fan last night? <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, well, that that's Berto's bar. You know, they they would needed drugs. Last yeah. Night. They, they, <laughs> yeah. There's more than yeah, uh, they needed drugs. There, there was more than that. Uh, what uh, now? Drug was there drugs. now? Now you. Uh, this is where the Super Bowl is going to be taking place. So, uh, in, in, would you like to warn people from some of the odors? Because apparently there was an odor there at the uh, stadium as the, well. Too there is an odor around the premises that I cannot confirm nor deny. So it smells a little bit like uh, sewage, <laughs> I would say. Oh. And uh, one or two it. of the Are bathroom you stalls. Was exploded. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you want to know where Stan Kroenke used to have the old facility in St. Louis? Where's that? It was in Earth City, Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. And it was right like down the way from a, a gigantic, I, I, I forget exactly what the name of the plant was, but and. and I guess you just say like they were like burning trash. It was one of those big like uh, landfills, and so there was a thought that a lot of when the wind would blow, especially down towards the facility, you'd smell it, and in particular, you're wondering like, is this good for my health? <laughs> and so for a series of years, the Rams would oh. you know they would practice out there, but sometimes they'd use the indoor. Just because I think there was a concern or a thought for the air quality there outside of Earth City where the Rams practiced back in their days in St. Louis. Eddie, can you smell the uh, the crap moat uh, from your uh, front row seats there at SoFi? Uh, not only can we smell it, uh, th- there is a grate that is right underneath my, my wife's uh, seat there, and she has brought stuff from home to plug up the grate and cover it and... Uh, try and prevent the odor from coming so out. So it's it. that bad. Brand new stadium and they've got a crap moat around the stadium and, and people can smell it while they're inside at watching the game. I don't know about walking around if you can smell it, but where her seat is, yeah, we were like, what is that smell? And we like looked under the seat and there's like a grate there from God knows where. I mean, <laughs> you're just like this is awful. That's, that's unbelievable. She's complained multiple times. Right, have fun at the Super Bowl, everybody. Of course, Stan Kroenke <laughs> would do this again. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Have fun. Ew. <laughs> this is me, Pac-Man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.